This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, it's welcome back, as always, to Kerry Dixon uh, for the Kerry Dixon Show. Always lovely to have you uh, on board once a week. Kerry, how are you today, mate? I'm fine, thank you, Dave. Yourself? Yeah, I'm all good, mate. Not bad at all. Really uh, happy to be sitting pretty at the top of the league still. (laughs) Well, it's as we expected, I've got to be honest. Um, Albeit um, a slightly different type of performance, but we get there in the end. Um, You know... It's, it's a case, as I've said with this team, you know, I think we've got enough in the in the team. Uh, the interesting point, of course, was the return of the prodigal um, in Diego Costa. And it, it was great to hear him get a few cheers. And, you know, the fans actually accept that it's more paper talk. And, you know, I'm, you know, there, there is a saying that there is no smoke without fire. And I said last week, you know, he's about to have his head turned one way or another. Um, and who would blame him? Uh, but nevertheless, he, he proved uh, that he's still a pro. He buckled down. He got his he got on with the job, and you know, got his name on the score sheet once again, and proved once again what a valuable asset he is to us. So that was uh, it was great news, and more importantly, of course, that the team continued um, to pick up the points and extend, if you like, their lead at the top of the league. Mm. Yeah, I, it's really interesting actually because it was you know I was really quite odd in the pub before actually because a lot of the, the lads that I drank with were all uh, they were all quite nervous and 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 I, I actually I actually quoted you back at them and I said look I'm, I'm feeling really confident you know I think we're going to do this lot 3-0 it's not going to be going to be a problem and I said I've actually been listening to Kerry who keeps telling me he said you know Chidge we've got better players than them we're a good two goals better than these kind of size stop worrying you know uh, but you're yeah. right. I well, think I... in reality it was you're right on that. But I think also you're you're also right on the fact that actually it was a lot tougher than we both thought. And I thought Hull actually really turned up. I thought they did all right. 
Well, they've they've been battling pretty much from the start of the season. You know, it, it, they've been up against it. The manager went, as you know, Steve Bruce and a new manager come in, and you know they've been turmoil in the in the back of the club, and, and pretty much from day one they've been battling. So, you know, teams become battle hardened. You know, and you see some strange results from uh, the lower sides when they've been down there for the majority of the season. And you know, it didn't surprise me that they put up a fight. But, but like I say, I still think. Um, yeah this Chelsea side if they're going to challenge at the right end of the league which they obviously are they're not going to be they shouldn't be tripping up certainly at home against the likes of Hull having said that you, we'll come on to Liverpool in time um, they tripped up at home against Swansea and that's the sort of thing that I'm, I'm saying you know Swansea have been battling of late Kate, once again managers changing hands you know different players coming in left right and centre and all of a sudden they produce a result and incidentally the man that we spoke about with the Diego Costa situation, Lorente gets a couple in that particular um, victory. So, you know, perhaps Antonio Conte would or does know what he's doing. I'm certainly beginning to think now that he does know what he's doing. Um, And these are the sort of people that is is being mentioned. And these are the sort of performances that come out. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's really, I mean, obviously it's a fantastic weekend if you're a Chelsea fan because, you know, everybody, apart from Arsenal, everybody slipped up, lost points. So we gained more ground on them. But I think there was there was definitely a feeling that you know that even though we should should win that game, it just shows you what a competitive and fantastic league it is when Liverpool slip up and the rest. And actually, you know, these are the games that we have to win if we've got pretensions to be champions. And I think we, you know, yet again we delivered, didn't we? Yep, it's what it's all about. You know, it's producing, getting results. Um, perhaps when you don't play so well. I listen to various uh, people speak about the game. Various pundits have their uh, opinions. Some say it wasn't vintage. Some say, you know, they grounded out. But nevertheless, it, the football match in, in the league it ultimately is all about getting the three points on a regular basis and the most consistent team will win the league. And you've got to be consistent. You can't afford these blips. You know, people look back and we've said it before, the Steven Gerrard slip, you know, the crucial times. You've got to overcome all these uh, situations if you're going to be winners. And, you know, you've got to come out on top no matter what happens during and in and around other teams and so on. You've got to get your own house in order and just keep grinding out results. And, you know, we'll have some vintage performances. We've already had some. We've seen some great performances this season. But also there's, there'll be one or two situations whereby it's not quite going to happen for us. And when... When it's not happening, and we've said it before, the likes of Eden Hazard, Diego Costa, the, the, the stars, although Chelsea fans, of course, will say that everyone in the squad is a star, but I'm talking about the players who I believe can make a difference as and when, need to produce. And if they continue to do so, um, Chelsea are going to win the league and there'll be no mm. stopping them. Yeah, I think obviously... Uh... You know, well, there's a couple of people I want to talk about. I'll talk about Costa first because obviously he he's crucial to that. And you're right; it was it was tremendous to see the reception that he got, which uh, was a bit of a two fingers up to the people who said that we were going to boo him. Um, but I thought his performance was also a bit of a two fingers up to to, to people who said he might not have his head in the game because I think he he certainly did. And he, you know, again, he proved how valuable he is to that side. You know, unlocking the door, getting that all-important first goal. So, you know, do you think the nonsense is all over and done with and that we can expect to see Costa, you know, fully fully focused and performing and fighting uh, for the rest of the season? I think what we saw, we saw a professional knowing that he's got to go out and perform mm. and, and doing what he does naturally uh, and, and playing the game. Um, there'll always be papers, there'll always be media, there'll always be radio, TV and so on and people will just uh, talk, upset the apple cart, derail the train. Um, 
you've got to remain focused. And Diego Costa showed last week that he is a focused person. Um, he's someone who can buckle down, get his head down, and uh, you know, get on with the job and, and produce. At the end of the day, it's not about just going through the motions and getting on with the job and turning up in the show. It's about producing. That's what you're there for. And as you've already said, the all-important first goal um, sets us on our way. He's a class act. Um, yeah. There's no getting away from it. Um, he is a class act. There will be. Will <clears throat> has it all gone away? Well, probably not. If he continues to score goals and he continues to um, do what he does best, then there's always going to be people sniffing around him and all the good mm. players. Um, because you know that's the nature of the game. Um, if the Chinese money is going to come in and start to flood the Premier League, then Diego Costa will be one of the strikers in the world, and he's going to be a target. So no, perhaps it hasn't gone away. What what needs to be sorted, I'm sure it is behind the scenes. The club will sit down with him and say, look, this is a position. This is what's going to happen. A uh, bit of honesty spoken between parties, and you know, and get on with it. If it's going to be done, something's going to be done in the summer, and he really doesn't want to stay, and some of the rumours are true, and so on. The club and the player will sort it out. Um, the fans also want to know, but like always, we'll be the last to know. Um, you know, these situations will sort themselves out and the fans will know and then there'll be um, either the uproar or the applause or, or you know, whatever the people think about these situations. This is how it works in football. But nevertheless, at the moment, it all seems to be going the right way. He's, he's uh, proved, I believe, in that, in that particular game and performance that uh, he's going to knuckle down and, you know, continue to do what he does best. And I, for one, am extremely glad that that is the case, even if it is possibly till the end of the season. Yeah, well, amen to that. As I said, I think he, he, he's he's really crucial to us uh, challenging for the title this year. Um, somebody else who actually, you know, was, was one of the few that uh, Chelsea supporters were, shall we say, not entirely happy with last season, uh, not least because every time he seems to open his mouth, he seems to say the wrong thing. But... You know, Courtois, I think, has gone under the under the radar a bit this season in terms of his contribution because, actually, I think he's been brilliant and incredibly consistent. And, he, and I think he proved that again on Saturday. And, you know, again, it's, it's, a, it's a well-known cliche, but I think there's a lot of truth in it that if you're going to win a title, you need to have a very, very good goalkeeper. And he made three or four really good saves that, uh, you know, on another day, if that had gone in, that might have been a different outcome. I'd be interested to hear what you think of Courtois and, and how important he is to the side as a whole going forward. Yeah, I think I said last week that you know I believe he's one of the best goalkeepers in the world. Mm, um, yeah. They made a big they made a big decision um, when Pedacek was allowed to leave and go to Arsenal. A huge decision because he's still a I believe also one of the best goalkeepers in the world. But they went with youth and they went with the belief that Courtois was going to be arguably the best, which he still could possibly be. Um, don't get me wrong, he, I think he could develop into being the best. There's a few challenges in and around the world stage at the moment. Neuer, you know, um, still going strong and De Gea United is decent. And, and so everyone will put up um, different different people in that respect. But he's amongst them. And uh, I actually think, um, you know, like I say, Chelsea made a decision. And on a couple of occasions this, this year, he's... Um, produced and I'll keep I'll have to keep going back to that Sunderland one when he produced and saved from Patrick Barnholt, you know, near the end and you know, we nicked a result up there and you know, things like that. I think he's done it on two or three occasions. And, you know, they say a good goalkeeper is cliche once again over the season will prove their worth. I think he's proved his worth. I think that 
you know, the defence behind in, uh, with him behind the defence, they realise that they've got a good keeper. There's an understanding, obviously, being formed. And you know, I think there's a degree of safety. And, you know, I, I think most people will accept that he will make mistakes now and again, as every goalkeeper does. But by and large, we're not going to do an awful lot better. Um, as I say, uh, he might say the wrong thing here and there. And like I said about Diego Costa, or indeed Eden Hazard. There's always going to be people looking at them. There's always going to be speculation here and there. This one fancies and this Chinese team does. And he'll be in the mix when they're looking for a goalkeeper. You know, Real Madrid will consistently get talked about until they get their situation sorted out totally and they're happy with it. Um, I think Courtois, for, uh, for the foreseeable future, will be a Chelsea player. And he, he will develop into being the best goalkeeper in the world. Mm. Well, I, I definitely hope so. I mean, I think what, what I'm encouraged by is that, A, he... He looks like he's really on his game at the moment. And of course, you know, when you play for a top club like, like Chelsea, I think it's quite difficult actually as a goalkeeper because obviously we're always expected to win. We're always expected to batter teams and not, not you know, not let many goals in. So, you know, for him, I think the, the difficult thing is keeping that level of concentration high for the entire 90 minutes, knowing he might only be called on once. But I, I think he really looks like he's on his game. And the other thing, I, you know, he did a couple of interviews this week and he, he's he sounded far more positive about being at Chelsea and enjoying it and, and being part of a happy ship than I think he ever has done before. So with a bit of luck, uh, you know, what you're saying may well bear out. Um, just one other thing, really, I mean, it's kind of about the whole game, but but generally really, because of course Hazard got taken off with 25 minutes to go. And, and it, I just, I wanted to, one or two things about Hazard and, and that is, I wondered whether he was a bit tired, and I know that you feel quite strongly about that, that uh, they've got no right to be. But the thing I noticed about Hazard, you know, if if he gets kicked about early on, um, I have seen that, you know, his game does suffer as a result. And I just wondered, you know, he's he's not, I mean, he's quite chunky and he's clearly quite strong. But, uh, you know, in your experience, do the, the players of his kind of, you know, stature, do they suffer a little bit like that? You know, I'm thinking of Pat, you know, when he played for us. You know, he was quite a slight player, wasn't he? I mean, can they get kicked out of the game? Is is that an issue, or, or is there something else going on? Do you think? Well, you know, tricky wingers. Uh, people are going to try and stop them by whatever means they possibly can. Um, that's the way it works. And you know, he's one of the best players in the world. Um, yeah. You know, he's certainly got the potential to be right up there in the top three. I, I imagine he's in the top ten for sure on his day, um, possibly top five. But you know. Uh, this is the sort of situation that he's going to have to face on a on a regular basis, um, time and time again. Um, Eden has they're going to try and stop him um, by whatever means they can, and you know um, he'll get his protection uh, from referees. I think it was a couple of seasons ago he was the most foul player in the Premier League. Um, That's when he was at his best, and you know being talked about as being one of the best players in the world. So, you know. It, it goes with the territory. It, this is the sort of situation that's got to happen. Um, he's aware of that. Um, and he's got to overcome it. You know, Pat Nevin overcome mm. it. Um, he would get kicked. Um, he, he'd get up and next game do exactly the same thing. And, you know, Eden Hazard's got to, got to do that. You know, I've already said about the teams that go out and win things and the winners. They've got to keep churning out results, getting the three points, come what may. Players who go on to be the best in the world, the best in their position, or, or even a seriously good player, which as it is, has got to be consistent and they can't be turning mm. in iffy performances and then a, and then an average performance and then a brilliant one. People remember the brilliant ones, but if you stick three or four average games in and then a poor one, um, you're never going to actually achieve 
what your potential uh, should um, say that you will be. And Eden Hazard, you know, many people last season especially pointed out that he might not achieve his potential if he doesn't, you know, buckle down and, and get the job done. Um, season, um, and, and certainly the season before, you know, he was on the way to being in the top five players in the world. And, you know, mm. all the money in the world, if, if, if it's money will motivates you, would be available to him if indeed that is the case. And uh, he's got to overcome tackles and rough treatment. You know, it goes with the territory. Yeah. I mean, I often think it, it, it's a mental issue as well as a physical one, you know, in, in that circumstance. But I mean, if, if in fact he does need a rest, I'm pretty sure he's probably going to get one this Saturday because, of course, we've got Brentford uh, in the Cup, which... Uh, Again, is a is a game that we should expect to win. Um, they're going to be well up for it, aren't they? Because I mean, they've got six thousand of their fans near as enough going to be taking over the shed. They see it very much as a local uh, West London derby. Uh, there's a lot of Chelsea supporters who quite cheekily say that that's the real West London derby, conveniently ignoring QPR and Fulham. But I mean, I, I'm really up for this. I've got to say, it's, it's, it's it'll be a cracking game, won't it? But I think the main issue really is is you know, what what side is Conte going to pick? Do you think he'll pretty much go with the same side he picked against Peterborough? Or do you, do you think he'll throw a few more regulars in and, and give uh, Brentford the respect that they're probably due? No, I don't think by any means. Uh, let's just get one thing straight. Uh, I think if he picks a side of a, uh, from the squad at Chelsea, whichever, however, however people perceive it, um, it will not be a, um, a case of not giving anyone any respect. It'll be a case of playing the players that he feels will win the game. This is what it's about, yeah. and this is the art of management. Um, picking players within your squad who you believe, not for any other reason, um, to give games or game time, or you owe them because they haven't played this season. It's about winning the game in front of you mm. and putting the players in place that you believe can win that game. Um, also, if you believe you can organise your squad, um, you know, you're not going to tell me the likes of Fabregas and people like that who will come in and play and, and Chalabar aren't giving the likes of Brent, Brentford any respect. You know, goodness me, I mean, you know, Nathaniel Chalabar would be very much sought after um, by Brentford, I'm sure, to play in their side. So, you know, I don't see that any disrespect to any team uh, will be on the mind of Antonio Conte when he picks his side. It'll be a case of pick a side to win the, to win the game. And I think, yes, he will rest one or two of his players who played on a more regular basis and he will pick a strong side and then we will win the game. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> It's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, no more tears for you. 
Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> but where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You know, it's interesting, isn't it? Because, you know, whilst on the one hand, the the team that he picked uh, against Peterborough, we could argue was the, uh, you know, the remainder of the squad getting a run out. But actually, every single one of those players is a decent player. Most of them are still international. I mean, you know, Zuma's an international, for example. So... You know, it, it it's kind of it, it it's a really odd argument, isn't it, to say, well, it's a weakened side. I mean, I, I I don't like you. I don't really buy that, and I and I, I actually think that he'll he'll like he did against Peterborough. You know, he he will mix and match. I mean, not not everybody got rested for that game at all. You know, one thing that interests me, and I think a lot of Chelsea supporters will be will be very interested to see, of course, is the fact that Josh McEachran, uh will be coming back to the bridge. And you know we've talked about him on, on on the show in the past, I think, haven't we? But he he's he's there's a real sense that I, I, most of the supporters I know feel a, a huge amount of sadness about Josh McCreckran because you know when he broke through into the side when Carlo Ancelotti was here, he he absolutely a looked the most likely to break through from the academy, and and he did look a decent player. I mean I, I quote it all the time that that cup match against Newcastle uh, when he played, he he looked the best player on the pitch. He really did. And you know he never made it, and he had a you know I think he was unlucky with the fact that he he, he turned up, he, he was breaking through at a time just after Carlo got sacked. There were four different managers; they didn't fancy him. He went on lots of loans, and it never really happened to him. But it'll be lovely to see him back, I think, won't it, Kerry? Certainly will. Um, I'm sure he'll get a warm reception from the Chelsea crowd. Mm, um, and when you say don't made it, let, let's just put things right here. Um, didn't didn't break through at Chelsea. Not say didn't make it. Because, yeah, you know, yeah, playing at Brentford doesn't mean you haven't played it. You haven't made it. It means that, you know, you're playing your trade at, the, at this moment in time. Um, one division down. Uh, that doesn't mean you haven't made it. You haven't yet fulfilled your potential. Josh McEachern might yeah. yet go on and be a Premier League player for a few seasons. Who knows? Um, so, yes, I believe he will get a warm reception. Yes, it didn't quite happen for him. But he wouldn't be the first one of our youngsters for that not to be. You know, you, you see... Uh, players going, you look at the clubs, you look, you look at uh, Sam Hutchinson now flying his trade up in Sheffield. Um, you know, you look at various players going um, and leaving the club and they're turning up left, right and centre and all former Chelsea players. Um, you know, it doesn't mean they haven't made it. It's a tough call to make that transition yeah. from Chelsea, youth team and so on under 23s and even England under 23s, 21s and so on into the Chelsea first team. Um, it's not easy, um, but nevertheless, um, Josh McEachern was just one of them players it didn't happen for. Um, I, and I'm sure we'll give him a warm reception. He's one of us at the end of the day. Mm. And, uh, yeah. you know, he'll be warmly received. And uh, hopefully that we'll, we'll send a Brentford packet with a decent performance from whoever plays. <laughs> Absolutely. Actually, it's really interesting talking to you about this because, uh, you know, it's a really valid point. I mean, he is only 23. 
Um, and I mean, you know, you, you, you know, you didn't you didn't make it immediately. You know, you I th- you, you had trials at Spurs originally, didn't you, or something like that? I was like, I, my memory always fails me at these moments, Kerry. But you know, and then you played at Reading, and then you, then you came to Chelsea. So you know, you're right. Just because he didn't, you know, make it as a kid at Chelsea doesn't mean that he's failed. You know, he's he, he's 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 playing at a high level of the game, and there's still time for him, isn't there? Of course there is. He's earning money at the game and he's enjoying the, the sport that he loves and what he's set out to be. He's a professional footballer. And, and lots of them young Chelsea Academy players are doing exactly the same all over the world. Playing in Holland, playing in Germany, playing you know in the Premier League, playing one down in the Championship. You know, this is what happens. This is part of the learning curve. Um, to break through uh, will be massive. And yes, I, you know, I was rejected by Luton at, at the age of 16 and rejected by Bottom at the age of 18. Um, yeah. Doesn't mean to say you're not going to make it. You know, you keep, as yeah. you say, get your head down, get on with the job and, and keep going. And, you know, if you're good enough, uh, it will happen for you. That's I, I fully believe that. I mean, you know, one of my favourite stories on, on that kind of issue is is, is the is Ian Wright's story, of course, who, who very famously didn't, you know, break through until, he, you know, he was 26, I think, wasn't he, when he, when he kind of got his second chance at... At Palace, and of course, more recently, Jamie Vardy. So you know, people develop at different stages, don't they? So just because you know you might not make it when you're a kid doesn't mean that you you won't uh, ultimately you know make it at the absolute top level. Yeah, exactly right. Um, you know, right, you come through at whatever age he did. Um, you know, you say 26. I think it was tw- might be 23. I'm, I'm not really sure. You know, but the Ian Wright story. I know is he at Palace. And he was a wonderful player and went on to have a great career at Arsenal. Yeah. Um, yeah, coming to the game late, um, you know, it all depends what you're doing, you know. I think he came from Dulwich Hamlet or some uh, non-league football. It was Greenwich, right? wasn't it? Um, Greenwich, somewhere around that area, anyway. Yeah. Um, I, I, I myself, um, you know, come to Chelsea at the age of 23. Um, yeah. I was for three years at Reading, basically, you know, third division. So, listen... There's no way in. There's no divine route. You become the top apprentice. You become the top player. You become the top reserve player, and then you become the best player. In the... It doesn't work like that always. That's that's utopia. Um, people have ups and downs in their career. They have a low point. They have injuries. They have all sorts of things. So work your way to the top and keep believing and, and, and keep going. You know, take the knocks in your stride. It it, it makes you battle hardened. You know, and if you become battle hardened, you said something earlier about um, it's also mental. Well, yeah. if it's mental, you overcome these problems. You become battle hardened. You know, getting yeah. kicked, and you, 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 whatever position you're in, you've got to overcome the problems that that position throws up, and uh, yeah. get on with it. Take it in your stride, and, and and go on and overcome. And that way, you'll become the best that you possibly can and fulfil your potential. Yeah, wise wise words indeed, Kerry. Uh, I expect nothing less from you. Um, right, prediction time for the Brentford match. Um, I think we can both comfortably go for a win here, can't we? Have you got an idea of the scoreline? Well, once again, we'll go for a win. I, I mean, two or three, uh, I, I fully expect. Uh, if it has to be 1-0, it'll be 1-0. But I fully expect a win. Um, and if Chelsea on a going day, I wouldn't put anyone off going three or four. You know, um, mm. I actually believe that that is the case. Um, we're we're better than them. So, whichever if we play poor, one nil to us. If we play very well, four or five. I expect uh, something in the middle, two or three. Yeah, it's funny that I I I, I kind of agree with that entirely, and I I would go two or three, you know. And I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised to see us 
you know, I, I, I think there might be, you know, I, I, I don't count Brentford out in terms of scoring a goal or two, actually. Uh, you know, I, I think if he does make changes and if he does make changes to the back, I, I can see maybe a goal or two being conceded. But, you know, as you as you keep telling me, and I'm beginning to learn from you, Kerry, you know, our players are better. We're a good two, we're a good two goals better than these guys. And I believe you, you see, so I'm confident in that. Well, we'll come to a game pretty pretty much soon. Um, I'm sure you'll mention it at some stage. That I wouldn't say we're two goals better than these, and it is a difficult game and so on. You know, I'm talking about a little while after the Brentford game, um, and we've got a couple of tricky ones yeah, coming exactly. up. And uh, yeah. Yeah, they're the ones that uh, I possibly won't say, well, we're definitely two goals better. It's going to be an on-your-day job, and it's going to be a, whoever plays well, and this is the one where I'm going to say you, you expect your stars to stand up and be counted. And you know what I'm talking well, about. I I'm talking about Liverpool. I do. Indeed, indeed you are. And I mean, that's a fantastic segue, actually, because we really should talk about that. Because, of course, the, the Liverpool game on Tuesday is come, uh, it's, it's Wednesday, isn't it? Yeah. Is it Wednesday or Tuesday? Tuesday, 31st. Oh. Uh, it's coming up uh, on the heels of the of the Brentford game. And that will be a very different affair. Um, you know, my first thoughts about the Liverpool game, really, Kerry, are that it, it's possibly a good time to play them. They're in absolutely lousy form this month they really are capped <laughs> off of course by losing to Southampton much to the absolute glee of all of my Chelsea uh, mates on Twitter last night who were absolutely loving it <laughs> and I'm sure the people in and around your area the the pubs and so on and uh oh, they, and mate, business they're for sure. you know the town they're of Southampton chuffed. will be will be loving it yeah I, mean, I tell you they are place like Southampton yeah, I, I, I got I got loads of texts. Actually, I was texting quite because I watched it. I, you know, I sat home and watched it, and and I had loads of texts. Yeah, I watched it. We're going to Wembley. We're going to Wembley. They're so excited. It's brilliant. Lovely to see. <laughs> yeah, it certainly is. Um, I mean, everyone expected Liverpool to overcome. Wasn't the yeah. case, and Southampton proved how resilient they were, and uh, Shane Long finished brilliantly in the end. Um, to, you know, and these are the things. Uh, this is the situations that football throws up. You know. Uh, great situations when when the underdog overcomes and and, and wins through, and um, you know it, a, a, a club and a town like Southampton need them situations. You know they're a club that ply their trade in and around the Premier League, well run outfit all the way down through the academies and so on. And every now and again they've got a run uh, together. Not doing so great in the Premier League this year, average performances, but they produced on the day. They got themselves to uh, final at Wembley. And listen, they're going to believe they can go there and win. Well, I mean, you know, going back to the, you know, our game against them on Tuesday. Uh, I mean, I, I just wonder. I mean, if do you think it is a good time to play Liverpool, or is is, is that just a load of old flannel? Uh, yeah, it's not a flannel because they've got to, they've got to <laughs> produce, and people will be quick to jump on that. You know, um, it's a difficult game, no matter which way you look at it. It's going to be a tough game. They give us a, a bit of a doing at our place, um, as far as I'm concerned, early on in the season. Um, they were worth the win. Um, it was one of the turning points, I believe, in the season for us, um, just before we went on that wonderful run that we did. And they were a better side. We both got, Both teams have got to produce on the day. It's not going to, as I've said before, it's not going to make one team champions and one team losers. But what it is going to do, it's going to show that one team is capable on the day. We said the most consistent team will win the league. Liverpool has shown inconsistency. But that if we were to lose to them at last, although we will still be in a decent position, many people will start to jump on them and say, you know, Chelsea are being derailed, they've been found out and so on. 
And there might be a little bit of um, doubt in the players' minds. That's the sort of thing that happens. That's where Antonio Conte uh, will fulfil, well, the hope that he is a great manager, and I'm sure that he is, because you can keep the players, no matter what the result, can keep the players focused, keep them on track, and, and then go back to becoming a winning team. Having said that, if we go through and win both these games, everyone will be giving Chelsea the title in February. Mm. You know, if we, yeah. if we beat them and we've got the Arsenal coming up not long after that, everyone will say it's all over. I've, I've already had people in and around me saying, oh, Chelsea have won the league. Mm. Well, they're in a very good position. And, it, you know, it possibly is theirs to throw away. Um, they're in a better position than anyone else. And if providing they keep winning the games, they will win it. Um, mm. You know, that, that's the way it is. But they've got themselves there. And uh, I, I believe it's, uh, not going to say the acid test, but certainly the Liverpool and Arsenal games uh, coming up are going to be a big test for us. I think we'll overcome. Yeah. I think we'll still be top of the league, even if it were to go poorly for us. Um, as we said last week, all the other teams have got to play each other. But if we were to lose both games, everyone will be sensing the mm. train might be in danger of being derailed and you know a good run can get them to overtake us. I think it might be different when we get there. I'm sure we'll talk about it next week, which we will. Um, But no doubt it's going to be a tough one. Yeah, well, absolutely. I, it's a massive week for us next week, you know, with uh, Liverpool on Tuesday and Arsenal on Saturday. I mean, one thing I would say about Liverpool is that their problem at the moment seems to be sticking the ball in the back of the net, and it kind of makes me think that they're probably missing Sadio Mane more than they thought they would. So uh, that's also good for us, because, of course, he won't be. I don't think he'll be available for Tuesday. I'm pretty sure he won't be. I mean, my overriding feeling about the Liverpool game and and actually the Arsenal game, although we'll get to that next week. But, you know, would you say it, it's a must-win or a must-not-lose game? Liverpool, Arsenal, or both? Well, let's just let's deal with Liverpool first because we'll get to Arsenal next week, and of course that might change depending on the uh, result against Liverpool. Yeah, I, I think um, it doesn't really matter. But I don't think the players should go into the game with that attitude. I think they will go into the game um, with the attitude that they want to win, uh, and if they can't win, then try not to get beat, which is you know the way they will go. They will want to protect what they've got already. And I think you'll see a fighting performance from everyone and a determined performance. That game will be decided by brilliant moments or refereeing decisions. Um, if it's decided by an emphatic performance team-wise, I think it'll be a big statement. Certainly if it comes mm-hmm. from Chelsea. I think so. I mean, I, you know, well, you know, it's hard to predict, obviously, but I... I uh... I've got the I've got the feeling that we might do it by the odd goal. Actually, I think Liverpool are vulnerable at the back, and I know that at the moment they're finding it hard to stick the ball in the net. And our defence is very good, and we can hit teams on the break, and they'll come at us. I think they'll leave us some space to attack them. So you know, I I, I have a feeling we might we might pick up a decent result there, Kerry. Certainly hope so, Dave. On that happy note, I think we shall bring uh, today's uh, show to a conclusion. Um, are you, you going up there on Saturday, mate? Yes, I'll be there on Saturday. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, went to Lanzarote, as I say, last week. Um, still managed to take in the game. Uh, but nevertheless, um, I'll be looking forward to getting back up the bridge and uh, watching the team continue in the FA Cup the competition, which I feel is, is a wonderful competition. And many Chelsea players and, and fans have had great times in the past. And uh, yeah. I, for one, am certainly looking forward and hoping we can get a trip to Wembley. 
Well, absolutely. I mean, I can't wait. I mean, I absolutely love the FA Cup. Nearly everybody I know uh, who are mates of mine at Chelsea feel much the same way. Uh, the best thing of all, of course, it's a three o'clock kickoff on a Saturday. God's chosen time for football. And the, la- the last, the last thing before we go, do you realise that today is the anniversary of the uh, the four-two victory over Liverpool in the FA Cup in '97? Uh, which, of course, in in some respects, kind of kickstarted a lot of what we're seeing now, but is also many many Chelsea supporters I know of a certain age. It's one of their favourite ever Chelsea games, so it's a again a lovely note to end it on. I think. Well, let's hope that continues. Here, here, amen to that, mate. Uh, enjoy the game on Saturday. Have a have a great week, and uh, you and I will catch up again next Thursday. Looking forward to it already, mate. Thanks a lot. Cheers, Dave. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.